Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 158. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service you would like to share with the over 150,000 unique downloads Entrepreneur on Fire receives every month consisting of passionate and engaged entrepreneurs? Chris Brogan sponsored an episode for his book, the impact equation, and saw great results. If you would like to share your message with Fire Nation, go to SponsorEOFire.com to find out more. That's SponsorEOFire.com. Okay, let's get started. I am simply ecstatic to introduce my guest today, Jeet Banerjee. Jeet, are you prepared to ignite? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Jeet is a young and motivated entrepreneur, technology expert, and consultant looking to create innovations that have a lasting effect on the world. He wasn't always an aspiring entrepreneur, but when he found his groove in the world, he never looked back. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Jeet, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then tell us about what you have going on in the business world. Yeah, definitely. So um, currently I'm 20 years old. Um, I'm an entrepreneur with a couple different companies. Um, My first company is StatFuse, and that's a web application that helps high school students and their parents with college admissions. So if you wanted to know your chances of getting accepted, what you can do to get accepted, uh, get virtual campus tours, college recommendations, basically anything um, related to college is what our website does. And uh, my second startup is called Vintelli, and it's very similar to sites like Yelp or Yellow Pages, but those sites are directory listings that only rank a business or a profile in their own database. So with Vintelli, what we do is instead of putting you in our own database, we actually put you on the search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. So those are kind of the two startups I got going on in the business world. Very exciting, Jeet, and we're definitely going to be delving more into that later, but Before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote, kind of gets that motivational ball rolling and gets Fire Nation listeners pumped up for that content that you have to share with us. So take it away. Yeah, definitely. My success quote is actually uh, by uh, Mahatma Gandhi, and it basically be the change that you wish to see in the world. Be the change that you wish to see in the world. I love those words. Now take that and bring it down to the ground level, Jeet. How do you apply that quote to your everyday life, to your mentality? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that quote applies to me just because um, all the innovations and all the, all the every time I do something entrepreneur related, I always try to make something that's going to have an impact on the world, something that's going to solve a problem. Um, Make, make life more efficient for people, things like that, rather than just create a business for money. I look to create something that helps other people or solves problems. So that's kind of why that's my success quote, basically. All right, that's a good aerial view, but take us down to the ground level and be specific. How have you actually applied this to a specific example? Okay, yeah, sure. So like, for example, with StatFuse, um, as I was kind of graduating high school with my friends, everyone was kind of stressed and struggling with college. Uh, their parents was were totally on them, yelling at them and stressing them out even further. But they just didn't have the resources or the tools to kind of 
get the help that they needed to get into the college. It wasn't that they did, were lazy or that they didn't want to get into the colleges that they needed to get accepted to, but it was just a lack of information and tools and time with the counselors. So when I saw that problem and I saw so many people struggling with it, that's when I said, hey, there's got to be a better solution. There's got to be a way to help students out that are in this similar place and it's going to continue every year. So that's kind of when I went ahead and I created StatFuse, which was like this portal to help students who struggle with college not be not have to struggle anymore. Great stuff. And that's really a very solid transition to our next topic, which is failure, which are struggles, challenges, obstacles that as entrepreneurs we face all along our journey. And Jeet, I know that as an entrepreneur, you failed. You've come up against obstacles and challenges. You've had to dig hard to overcome. Share with us one of those and then share with us how you overcame it. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges was, um, or one of the biggest failures I had was when I created my, when I was working on the startup, StatFuse. It was kind of one of my, it was my partner and I's first time kind of digging deep into a startup and we didn't have anybody telling us exactly what to do. It was kind of just us trying to figure it out. So we kind of went out um, launching the website without having a monetization strategy. So the website was doing really well. We had a ton of traffic and things like that, but the business wasn't generating much revenue. So that was kind of a lesson that we learned was that you always need to have a plan of how you're going to make money if you want to start a business from day one. You need to kind of know what your plan is, even if you're not making money on day one. Uh, so that's kind of a big lesson I learned and um, basically we took months and months of trying to figure out and dig deep to see by just trying different monetization strategies and then finally within the last few months we were able to overcome it and we figured out the right monetization strategy. So that was kind of one of our biggest failures that we were able to overcome though. Now did you bootstrap this with your partner or did you go outside and look for funding? This company has been bootstrapped. Um, everything has been funded by me and my partner, uh, whether it's been taking loans from our parents or just kind of digging deep and just trying to figure out any way possible to bootstrap it. Everything's been bootstrapped. Gee, take us through what you were able to find to successfully monetize your site after those months and months of struggling. Yeah, definitely. So uh, the monetization strategy that we implemented today that has been working well for us is that we have three packages on our website. We have kind of a free package that gives students basic information or if you wanted to do research on colleges, you can get that for free. Um, if you want to know where you stand um, in terms of getting accepted, we have a package for that, which has like college chances, things like that, and that package is uh, $29.95. And finally, the biggest package that we have is $59.95, and students are able to get all the tools necessary, so they get they get the tools to see where they're at right now, and they also get the tools to figure out what they need to do to get to their dream college or their top college choices, things like that. So that's kind of the pricing strategy we chose. Wow. Well, there's a couple of things that I'm just thinking. I'm sure you have a lot of balls in the air, a lot of mm-hmm. things in your plate, but just with everything that you've learned and just being so integrated into your business, I mean, you could truly just have an ebook of, you know, the top things that Jeet has found to get into colleges or the, the, the quick tips. And I mean, that could be another free or, you know, very reasonably pl- priced monetization strategy. And then you could potentially even have like an, a really high level you know, 30 minutes with Jeet where you just talk one-on-one to Skype with these people and just really taking these people that are really just wanting their handheld because there's always that level. But again, you need to know what's right for you and your business and all the listeners out there need to really focus what their goals are because do you want to be trading time for dollars or do you want to just be working on scalability and leverage? So always things to think about. It's always great. 
But the one thing that I've just always loved is being a Derek Halpern, a social triggers follower, is you always need to have just that extremely high level of something because you're always going to have people that are going to want to go with that. So, gee, let's move into the next topic. It's the mm-hmm. other end of the spectrum, and that's the aha moment. Because just like as entrepreneurs, we fail along our journey. We also have these aha moments, these light bulbs that come on that inspire us, that move us forward, that propel us in different directions. Share with us a time when you had this light bulb that came on. And then what did you do to actually make this a success? The light bulb moment that I had was when I was in high school getting ready to graduate, and I saw all these people that were struggling with college admissions. And that's when I looked to myself, I went on the internet and I looked to see if there was any website that was helping students hands-on with the whole college admissions process. I found a few websites that did it, but I felt like they weren't doing um, everything that's involved. Like there was websites that say, may tell you uh, what the best colleges are. And then there's another website that'll say, give you a virtual campus tour, things like that. But there was no portal that took students from A to Z and did that whole college admissions process. So that was kind of my aha moment was when I saw the problem, I looked online, couldn't find it, uh, talked to my partner about it, and that's when we said, okay, let's put this into action, let's make this happen. And um, in terms of putting it to, putting it into work, our first we knew we needed a website, that was kind of the biggest part of the whole thing. So um, our first steps was figuring out a way that we can create a website for our product, and the second step was figuring out exactly what students need help with. So we kind of went out and talked to students and other people in high school to see which areas of the college admissions process they were struggling with the most so that we can kind of implement those things within our website. It seems like you really followed a similar model to what I experienced with Entrepreneur on Fire because for me, I had a corporate job. I was driving around in my car every single day. I was going to the gym. And during these times, I was always consuming all these great podcasts that were out there that just had great content, but just not nearly enough quantity. I needed more because I was consuming hours of content. And I was just like, man, there is a niche out there that's not being fulfilled. There's an open marketplace for a daily podcast that interviews inspiring entrepreneurs every single day and has that fresh podcast waiting for that person. And you found a similar niche that needed to be filled and you went forward with that. Gee, what was one thing that you really found that turned the corner traffic wise? Like when you first started and when people first start business, they get really frustrated because they do all this work behind the scenes. They create their website. They have all these ideas and they launch their website, their blog, their podcast. And then they hear crickets. What did you do to really start getting that ball rolling? Yeah, definitely. Um, before the before I created this company, I used to kind of work with a lot of other businesses with internet marketing and helping them kind of get traffic for their website and things like that. So I had some experience in that field. So months before we began launching, uh, my partner and I started creating a plan to basically promote the website and get traffic in. We knew we didn't have any money to use once the website was launched to actually market the product and bring in users. So the first few things that we did, especially um, on launch day, was we started we started reaching out to as many PR and um, media outlets as possible, see if we can get some traction there. And we were actually able to get on uh, Channel One, which was kind of a little TV show that played in all these high schools around the nation. And with that... And we did that. We did a lot of social media. Um, we did a lot of pu- big push on social media like Facebook and Twitter. And using those two things, we almost gained uh, almost 12,000 users in under a week. So that's kind of what we did initially to bring the traffic in. And we had created this plan months before the launch date was even set. 
Wow, that was just really, I don't want to say it's a lucky break because it wasn't, but it was just definitely a break to be able to find that TV station that played two high school students. Have you had anything else along those lines that you've really been able to find that have been successful marketing to high school juniors and seniors specifically? Because that obviously seems to be who your target audience potentially is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've we when we reached out to media outlets, we were looking for places that instead of trying to say, for example, get it on TechCrunch or get it on Yahoo, where it's so broad and untargeted, our goal was to look for niches or places that may say uh, that that kind of fitted our fit our target audience. So we tried sites like. Um, um, USA Today, where they have a whole college section and other places like that. And even though we didn't find success there, we did get a lot of other articles and a little bit of media push and sites like etc. and basically other educational uh, media outlets. Yeah, one of my past guests said this quote, and I truly think it's a great one. And it's something that you've obviously followed to some degree. And that is find your niche, then niche down, and then niche till it hurts. It's just one of those things where people really need to realize you don't want broad topics. You don't want free-ranging ideas because you're just not going to really resonate with anybody. You're just going to kind of resonate with a lot of people, and that's not enough. But if you really nail it down to what you're specifically doing, to who you're specifically trying to speak to, your avatar, when you do find those people, they're going to become those subscribers, those rabid fans, people who are setting up accounts and following you and telling your story, your business to their friends, to their family, being your advocate. So I think that you definitely went down the right road, G. You're obviously had a lot of good success in the past doing that and you're going to be doing so in the future. So I definitely do commend you for that. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Have you had an I've made it moment? Not in my own mind. A lot of, a lot of people around me think so, but I don't think so yet. What do you think the people around you think your I made a moment would be? I think just like overall, like a lot of people around me, just because I have a lot of PR push and things like that, people think that I've made it. But personally, I don't think I've made it because I feel like I feel like I've only made it when I've been able to impact millions and I'm not close to that goal yet. So until I'm able to kind of reach that goal, I personally don't think I've made it. Wow. Well, that's a great goal. And another very similar trait that I have with Entrepreneur on Fire, my tagline being inspiring millions. So I definitely hope that we both can reach our goal someday. Yeah, definitely. So G, let's talk about your current business right now. You have a lot of exciting things going on, but pull out a couple things that are just really exciting you and share with Fire Nation exactly what it is. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, in terms of exciting things going on, um, my startups are definitely exciting things that are going on. Um, in addition to that, I also kind of do uh, consulting on the side for other small businesses or other businesses that kind of need help with online marketing or uh, kind of even the startups that kind of are trying to figure out what they need to do to make their idea into a business. So I definitely um, have a little bit of that going on. I also recently published a book where I kind of uh, teach other entrepreneurs how to take their ideas in and make them successful businesses. It's kind of called The Pursuit of Passion. Um, so I've been kind of doing a lot with that, and I've kind of been speaking at a lot of events around the nation and starting to speak at colleges and things like that. So that's kind of what's going on with me right now. A lot of cool things going on, G. What's your vision for the future? 
my vision for the future is just to kind of continue uh, helping as many people as I can, whether it's through speaking, whether it's through consulting, or whether it's through my startups. I just kind of, I'm in love with entrepreneurship, and that's kind of what I want to pursue for the rest of my life. Um, I don't have any definitive plan, but it's just to kind of stay on the same path that I've been because I'm happy with what I'm doing. So, G, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. (laughs) All right. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Um, I think it was the fear of failure that originally held me back from becoming an entrepreneur. Uh, I think I was nervous that if I fail or what if I can't do it, things like that. But... I quickly realized that failure is just an event. So even if you fail, it's just something that happens, say, on March 1st or whatever, and you just bounce back from it as long as you know in your head that failure is going to happen and failure is okay and you're willing to kind of bounce back and just know that it doesn't define you as a person or define your business and things like that, I think you'll be fine. Mm, Great advice. What is the best business advice you've ever received? The best business advice I've ever received is that you kind of, it's a business is all about a mindset. So if you have a positive mindset or you tell yourself, okay, my company's going to make, say, 500000 in revenue this year, and you kind of, that's kind of already built into your brain that that's what's going to happen. There's no other option. Um, it'll basically happen. So I think it's all about a mindset and the goals that you set in your mind. Um, you need to kind of tell yourself that this is going to happen no matter what, and it's just a matter of when it happens kind of thing. Absolutely. And actually, a book that we haven't mentioned in quite some time on Entrepreneur on Fire, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, really goes over that mindset. T. Harv Eker does a great job talking about that mentality, just that kind of thinking and projection. So very cool. What's something that's working for you right now, Jeet? I just noticed that like just my motivation and my passion for entrepreneurship helps me create uh, tons. Um, if you go to bed every night wanting to do what you just did that day over again, that means you kind of you love your job or you love what you're doing, and that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I can't wait to get up in the morning and to continue grinding on my startups and doing all the things that I'm doing. So just my motivation and my passion for what I'm doing is helped me greatly. If you could recommend a book for our listeners, what would it be? I would definitely recommend The Millionaire Fast Lane. Uh, That's one of my favorite books, and that really changed my perspective on life and kind of motivated me to become an entrepreneur. Absolutely. We've had MJ DeMarco as a guest on the show, and it was just a home run. That guy knows how to inspire an audience left and right. Quick note, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com, a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners. That's eofirebook.com. Gee, this is the last question. It's my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would probably go out and find a developer, designer that can make a website. Um, I'd probably use one of my simple ideas because I have tons of ideas. So I'd put together one of my simple ideas that can be done for $500, find a 
find the cheapest developer and designer out there, put together a website and uh, basically grind through that website for as long as it takes until I make a more amount of money, more money out of it to kind of start the next venture, start the next thing. So that's kind of what I would do. Where would you go to find this designer? Um, since I know nobody in the world, I'd probably have to go to like Elance or Odesk or one of those freelance sites and dig through there. Very cool. So, G, that was some actionable advice. And you've given us actionable advice this entire interview. And we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Then tell us where we can find out about you. And then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the one parting piece of advice I would give people is to kind of uh, do what you love, um, whether it's getting a job or whether it's pursuing entrepreneurship, just do something that you love. And I personally believe that I also go by one of the most famous quotes, which is um, build your own dreams or someone else will hire you to build theirs. So I just recommend people to go out there and build their own dreams and kind of pursue what they love. And in order to find me, um, the best place to find out all about my startups and about me is at my personal website, which is jeetbanerjee.com. That's J-E-E-T-B-A-N-E-R-J-E-E.com. All right. Well, we will link that up in the show notes, Jeet. That last quote, that sign off was incredible. I'm actually going to go tweet that right now. I'm really kind of in love with it. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Fire Nation. My first book, Podcast Launch, is now live at Amazon. In this book, I share all and have created a step-by-step process for launching your podcast. The FIRE bonus is 15 video tutorials that I included with the purchase. You join me as I walk us step-by-step through each process visually, and by the end, you will be a podcasting pro. Pick up your copy at podcastlaunch.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.